Welcome to the Hot Content Marketing Podcast, here to provide you with tips, tricks, inspiration, and advice on how to market your business online. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner, this is the place for you, as I chat to each of our expert guests about what's working right now. Hi, Mike. It's great to have you on the podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Um, so would you just start by just telling us a little bit about you and what you do in your business? Yeah, so um, I am based up in Edinburgh in Scotland and I've been a marketer for about 11 years now. And my company is called Velocity Digital and it's a digital marketing consultancy predominantly based on content and social. Um, I started doing social media for brands about 10 years ago. So <laughs> back way, way back in the day and it's been an interesting ride since then. So I work with everything from um, kind of international spirits brands. I do a lot of whiskey work right down to kind of local startups. So it's pretty interesting. It's just me and then I've got a bunch of smart people that I work with when, when acquired. Brilliant. It's a nice way to work that actually, isn't it? I think so. And I found, so when I launched out of my own six years ago, that was always a plan, but I don't think the market was quite ready for it. So right. people were, companies were used to working with agencies where kind of everything was supplied. Um, so I did have to take a different approach to things and I hired a team and all that. And then I would say in the last one to two years, I've seen a real change in the perception of there being someone who's kind of the key contact for a client who's almost a strategist and then they're happy for you to put the right people in place because ultimately they're actually getting people involved in their projects that are very much accustomed to the industry they're in. So that's what I do. I pick and choose the people I know who have worked in, say, the drinks industry or, you know, I was working with a, a chain of vets last year and it just so happens I, I've got a brilliant content creator who used to be a vet. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just that, that very specific team that you build and people are definitely more open to that now. I think, yeah, I and mean, that's how I like to work really, just like you're saying, then just surround yourself with, um, you know, people who specialise in all of the different areas that, you know, that could help your clients, definitely. So Absolutely. with you being involved with social media for, you know, 10 plus years, you'll have really seen a change, won't you, over that time? What would be, what are your views on, on how social is now? Yeah, I mean, I have really been literally through it all. Um, I was doing work on MySpace, so that showed oh, you. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and people and things like that is just insane. Um, yeah, I mean, I think when I, the reason that I started getting very interested in social was um, at the time I worked in a digital agency and I was doing Google AdWords all day, every day, writing copy, building audiences, so on and so forth. Um, and then I was really early, early on board with Twitter. So I joined Twitter and I started kind of connecting with some, some guys out in the States, the likes of uh, Mark, Mark Schaefer and Anne Handley and people like that. And they were all talking about how social media is this kind of opportunity for, for marketing. So I kind of took it upon myself just to learn as much as, about that as I could. And I started writing a blog, which is now completely defunct for a number of reasons, including me losing the domain, which was ridiculous. But um, yeah, I started a blog called the Social Penguin blog. And to be honest, it was probably one of the first social media blogs in the UK. And 
ended up having five or six people writing on that and it became pretty popular overseas as well. So I got really, really involved in social in the early days and that also gave me my first kind of exposure to the power of blogging and writing and all that type of stuff. So yeah. I've kind of gone through the, I've been through the, wow, there's this new shiny thing and us marketers like to jump on anything new and shiny. What can we do with it? Through the whole organic thing, through the whole, there's all these paid options, through all the controversy and through all the awful, awful work that I've seen and continue to see. Um, and now I'm at a point in time where I kind of think that we're at a real crossroads with social media in general. Mm. And what, where do you think we should go from here? How do you see that, that businesses and individuals using it for business need to move forward with social media? I think we, there's just so much noise in the world. Um, you know, we're all, all exposed to so much media, whether, whether that's digital, within that there's obviously social, there's all sorts of old school ads, there's video, there's just everything. And then, you know, people still watch TV and we're walking down the street and we've got screens flashing at us and it's just, everybody I know is just a bit fed up of all the brand stuff. Mm. Um, and I think the only solution to that is for companies and brands and personal brands, whatever you are, to actually start thinking about reducing the social media output. Um, mm. And that goes against a lot of the kind of wisdom from over the years. And I've always pushed quality, but you know, I've said to clients and I've said to people at conferences when I'm speaking in the past, you need to be regular because you've got to stack, stick out, out from the crowd. And if you're not regular, people will never notice you. And now I'm really in a mindset and I'm doing this with some of my clients. So let, let's just slow down a little bit mm. and make, make sure that we genuinely believe that everything we put out there is of a high quality, but more importantly, really in line with what we know our customers and our audience and our prospects want to see from us. Mm. Because ultimately it's just noise if it doesn't yeah. have real direction behind it. Yeah. I couldn't, I could not agree more actually. And we were chatting a little bit about this before we came on, weren't we? And I was just saying that there really does seem to be a shift happening at the moment um, in the, you know, the world of marketing in that people are, as you say, realizing that perhaps we need to focus on doing less, but working on the promotion of that content and the distribution of that content more and upping the quality of the content rather than trying to push out a blog every single week um you know do it monthly but just make it the best it it can be and focus much more on promoting it would you agree with that definitely i think Mm. i think you know coming up with the content itself is is half the battle but getting it out there in a way that still gets people's attention is is almost harder um and Again, there's so many opportunities and options for marketers to put their content out there, to put their message out there. And I think another thing that people need to do is, is stop feeling like they have to be everywhere and do all of these options and be doing paid Facebook and Twitter and trying Instagram ads and all these things. By all means, test them. But don't mm. think you always have to be visible and active everywhere because it'll take a lot of time and a lot of money. And there will be places where you're going to get the best engagement from the best results whatever your aim is and they Mm. should be the real focus yeah definitely so yeah it's about experimenting isn't it with the different platforms and finding out where your audience are and which ones work best for you and sticking with those like you say rather than trying to do everything because it's just overwhelming isn't it all of the different platforms and um, the different forms of content as well 
Definitely. And I think, I think there's a lot to be said for personalization. So if you're working in a business, a business environment, you know, really defining who do I want to speak to and then creating content specifically for them. So I'm helping a design agency with some business development content just now. And they identified 10 companies that they want to work with to kind of revamp their brand. Mm. And they said, can you maybe just, you know, start giving them a call and chatting them up a little bit? And I was like, oh, that's not what I do. But <laughs> how about we create some videos for those named individuals that actually address the problems that we can clearly see they have right. and take it from there. And, you know, so far the reception for those has been incredible. So that is very, very micro kind of targeted content but it's it should reap really great rewards and actually the work that's gone into the videos is heavy but not not scarily so far less than you would be having to do if you were just doing you know content every day and these wide campaigns with the hope that somebody picks up on them yeah so these that's really interesting it'd be good to see how that works out really but the um the videos that are targeted towards specific companies on a list for yeah. example how are you getting them in front of the of the, the relevant audience yeah so there's two ways we've been trying it i mean for some of the people who actually have their email addresses so mm. we've created um, a landing page for them on the on the the design agency site and the email address leads them to that and it welcomes them and shows them the videos so that's that's great and we've seen you know people are are doing that and then getting in touch when we don't have, when we know the person that we want to get to, but we don't necessarily have the right email address, which to be honest, there's only about two or three of them and that's the case. We have ran some kind of low level paid campaigns just to get the content in front of the people within the business that and these are quite big brands as well. So mm. we're targeting the marketing department basically with some paid stuff in the hope that the right people will, will pick up but those videos are a bit more specific so they're not like hey natalie we've noticed this this is talking to them as a wider wider kind of department yeah. i guess within a business but Gosh. ultimately the email address is the best way to, to go absolutely it's exciting stuff be really um, really exciting for you to see the see the results won't it i'm sure they'll be good it is and to be honest there's there's like 20 companies that are being targeted and if and if two of those convert then it's a bit of a win from from their perspective because you know they, they can actually only handle so so much work and if it turns yeah. out that two companies that they really want to work with yeah come, come back and say yes then that's that's, that's a massive all, win all the need fantastic that's great so you have um you mentioned that you started out blogging um had a lot of involvement with social media but you've now really turned your focus um to a different content form to video haven't you um how did all that how did that come about because it's obviously a huge formed a huge part of of your business now how did it how did you get to that point with video yeah i mean i'm really kind of on the main part of that, that kind of video adventure now i would say so i'm going to be launching a new company which is a kind of subset of my current brand but this will be fully focused on really video storytelling for brands so it's not about here's our product or our service it's about the people the why the, the how they make it happen and, and pulling out all that kind of knowledge and passion so it's very much people-based um, 
I guess that has been born out of various experiences over the years. So I used to work in quite big agencies and we did quite a lot of video work for a lot of whiskey brands, for example. And I always thought, you know, this is such a persuasive way. But that was back in the day when you were still making, you know, a brand video would be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes long. So they were like verging on Hollywood productions at times. <laughs> um, and it's just the cost associated was, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Really, like, you know, you're talking 40, 50,000 pounds for some of the things I worked on. Um, and actually, it was all just about brand as well, because in the drinks industry and with quite a lot of consumer brands, it's just about getting out there and making a noise. Mm. And then videos obviously evolved to a place where, you know, YouTube came along and then social video has been a huge, huge impact on things. And again, because there's so much noise out there, because our attention span is so low these days, unfortunately, mm. you know, long video isn't just cut. It's just not going to cut it unless it's something truly, truly draws people in. And that's what I want to create, obviously. But I'm very mindful that there has to be social media versions as well. So, yeah, I, I guess this has sort of fallen on my lap a wee bit because as I was chatting to clients for the consultancy about what sort of content we should be making, mm. obviously video was front of mind. And I'm going, I can't necessarily make this happen for you. And a couple of them just said, just make it happen, whatever you need to do. So I started working with some videographers and editors. And I've now got this pool of people that I bring in to, to work on video projects. So we've got about four or five under our belt now, and I'm going to use some of those as the launch platform for the company, Velocity Insight. Wow, fantastic. It looks like you've been to some fantastic locations as well. I've seen bits and bobs on social media, <laughs> castles and everything. <laughs> yeah, we were filming uh, filming, a, a film in a, uh, filming a film, making a video in a, <laughs> in a castle just two weeks ago, which was pretty cool. Although it's the classic thing of we wanted to shoot outside and it poured for most of the day. Um, I actually shot the launch video for the company last week and I've scrapped the whole thing because I hated it. Um, oh, really? That was like a day and a half of work. But obviously I feature quite heavily in it. I just didn't feel like I was at my best. We didn't get the outdoor shots I wanted and it just... Mm -hmm. And I posted on it on LinkedIn. I actually made a video about it saying it's okay to sometimes just scrap things. You know, there's so mm. much pressure just to get things out there all the time. But there's no way I was putting that out there as the, the intro to my business because nobody would have wanted to get in touch with me. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's got to be right, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was too nervous, actually. Uh, I think because it's my own, my baby, you know, I was a bit nervous. So, yes, yeah, so that's all coming up. But, yeah, I am, um, I just have a real, and it's such an overused word, but I've got a real passion for telling businesses stories. And I do think that I've got the ability, after all these years, of kind of doing that through different mediums, to make that happen in a way that will that will be very helpful for these companies. So looking forward to that. And I think um, the, the beauty of it is that everything I do with my consultancy, Velocity Digital, completely marries brilliantly with the video stuff because then if the companies need it, I can then go and market the market the videos for them. Yeah, definitely. It kind of feeds in, doesn't it? It's great that you've found, you know, it's another branch now to your business and that you've found another kind of, like you say, a passion. You're almost, would you say you're a director? Yeah, that's, I mean, to be honest, if people like, people say, so what do you do in the videos? And I'll say, I'm the writer and the director. So mm -hmm. I am there making sure that we're, that the story is on point and 
I also do a lot of coaching, so you, know, you do have to put people in front of the camera that potentially they don't. They always want to be there because you would obviously never force them, but they're not particularly comfortable. So no. something that I don't know. I think I've built it up over the years because I do a lot of public speaking. Yeah. I'm always fine just being thrown in front of people or thrown in front of a camera. Albeit, if you look on uh, <laughs> on LinkedIn just today, uh, which nobody's going to be listening to today, obviously this I don't think, but um. I posted the first ever video I did personally from early 2015 and oh my god it's <laughs> like it's like someone off camera is holding a point a gun at my head I'm just oh. like, and I'm ta- I'm, it was this thing I used to do called Velocity TV and it was like a weekly wrap-up of social media news right. and, uh, <laughs> and the first one is just so so bad and I think everybody goes through that so oh, over the years how to make myself feel comfortable with it and other people so yeah director and and filming coach and, and Christ knows but one of the things I'm going to come up against is people probably saying you don't have the right background for this or you know you've never been to film school or you, you, you can't actually do this that and the next thing but you know that's all just challenges you've got to get over it is and you know you've got all of this experience about drawing stories out and you know if it works it works I'm sure it will and you'll have these first few videos which will which will prove that. So yeah, I think it's so. very exciting. So I'm going to go over to LinkedIn and have a look at this video now that you're telling me about. <laughs> Would you just be able to tell everybody where they can, um, where they can connect with you? Yeah. So, um, gosh, everywhere. Um, Twitter is something I'm still a huge fan of. So it's Mike underscore McGrail there. McGrail's M-C-G-R-A-I-L. Uh, look me up on LinkedIn. If you just search Mike McGrail, you'll find me. I'm also very active there. Uh, well, Instagram is uh, a different one. It's Mike underscore at underscore velocity, <laughs> which is yeah. a nightmare. Uh, and yes, yeah, so basically you'll, you'll find me on most of the major social platforms. Um, if they want to check out a website, I would encourage them to go to velocityinsight.co.uk because uh, that's where all the video stuff's going to be. And my blog and tons of other video you can see at uk. so yeah loads of places okay and the videos when uh when any are complete and done are they the kind of thing yeah. that you'll share on social media yeah definitely i mean yeah. the client stuff will, will go out on on social um once i feel like i'm it's ready to be it's out ready. there yeah and yeah. um and also also if people do go to the velocity insight website there's a email form on there and i'll be able to send them uh the videos and let them know when we're fully launched as well. Wow, I just plugged about Amazing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's great. Well, I look forward to seeing some of those uh, some of those videos. It's really interesting. So thank you so much, um, Mike. That's been great. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I feel like I just talked at you there. We should have had more of a conversation. Not at all. That's what it's all about. No, that is what it's all about. And we did have a conversation. No, it's fantastic. Some um, Some real some real nuggets in there which is always good so yeah great to talk to you mike thank you thanks a lot natalie this podcast is part of the you are the media network for more content marketing advice head to hotcontent.co.uk why not join the hot content marketing group on facebook too come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online see you in there